In the 2020s, a pandemic crippled the world. Some panicked, some denied it. These two guys stayed home, drank, and watched movies. These are the Jameson Tapes. I want to, uh, I want to start this off by saying that my beer selection for today was strangely prophetic because uh, mm. I'm drinking what's called 714 from Orange County Brewing. It's a blonde ale. And what caught my eye was the uh, the artwork. And I did send you uh, a picture. But it's got a, uh, a a woman, looks like to be a, like a mechanic, playing an old arcade cabinet. Maybe that arcade's like from the 80s or something. Got a lot of space artwork on it. And we just watched a movie. But a lot of pinup women in in space from France. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> very from France. Very. very. And I, I also want to make another disclaimer. I did not know this movie was this French. I think I'm just attracted to weird French movies. And that's just it's in very, my blood at this point. Very French. Oh my God. Uh, incredibly French. Just so French. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jameson Tapes. It's another birthday episode. And Woo. I had to pick. And uh, it's... Uh, we watched Kazam again. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Round two. <laughs> we watched a French dubbed Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paprika's trying to learn French for her job. That would probably like be a good way for her to learn French because the dialogue in Kazam isn't exactly like flowery. So maybe, maybe. I just Googled this uh, just so we could have the joke. Uh, Les oeufs vers a hambon. A hambon. That's green eggs and ham in French. I'm a green eggs and ham it. I can't. And I'm a green egg and ham it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It might be the worst lyric I've ever heard in my life. I'm I'm drinking uh, beer that was in the fridge. Um, yeah, and we uh, watched Blood Machines on Shutter. Thank you, Shutter, uh, for it's uh, split into three episodes, and I don't know why. Um, no, yeah, like there was a lot of confusion initially when we were recording because I was like, this is because I was told it was a movie and then we log on and it's three episodes and they're like 17 to 20 minutes, not even. And it's three. No, no, no reason to be three at all. Would not even be future length at this point. If I can spoil what's probably going to be an upcoming episode. Uh, we started today thinking we were going to watch Dear David, <laughs> um, and, uh, then we realized it was, it's a six ninety nine rental on Amazon, and man, the relief I felt knowing we didn't have to watch Dear David today. When did um, Dear David come out? It came out like a week ago. Oh, okay. I thought it was something like, like a week or two, week or two ago. Okay. That no, makes no, no, more no, no. sense. Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh. Hey, uh, we'll probably do an episode on Dear David when it's free. <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying for that. Um, but we watched Blood Machines, and Blood Machines is collectively about an hour. About. Um, 
and uh, it's a French science fiction synth <laughs> warning about. Was this both? I'm sorry. Was this both a pro-feminist movie and a warning about AI? Yes, and <laughs> it, it, it. I'm trying to really decode the feminist uh, angle of it because. It also has, at the end of it, and we're going to be skipping around a lot because this plot doesn't make any fucking sense, but like it has a woman puppeting other women against their will, I think, or they just have Kinda. none. Like It's almost like, here's the matriarchy, but I feel like that isn't the message they were going for because our antagonist is a giant misogynist and he gets his comeuppance um, I so I'm not sure. I'm really so, not sure. It's out of the way to start with. Uh, this was visually really cool, and I'm gonna buy mm-hmm. this fucking soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Um. In fact, so the reason I even know about this and I chose it for my birthday pick is um, it's the soundtrack is done by a guy called Carpenter Brute, who um is a synthwave guy that actually makes a lot of rounds in the metal community. So uh, that's how I tangentially know about him. And when I was just reading his Wikipedia article, uh, it said, oh, he also did the soundtrack for Blood Machines. And I was like, what's that? Oh, it's a horror sci-fi thing. I'm like, oh, pff, all right, right up my alley. Cool. Um, and I knew he was French. I didn't know how French this fucking movie was going to be. Um, so <laughs> French. Jesus Christ. And it... Just so you know, if you're thinking of like pausing this episode and going to watch it because it's not long, uh, do, but understand this is probably even more than Mandy style over substance because this is basically someone grew up on metal albums and her artwork and wanted to make a visual spectacle with a veneer of a plot. And that's kind of what you get. So, which is not to say a, there's no sub, which is not to say there's no substance. There's that yeah. whoever made this clearly had a message in mind. Yeah, but it, I, it's just, oh, I'm not gonna say buried. The message isn't buried. It's just confused. Yeah. Um, and okay, I'm on IMDb. This is the tagline for this movie. An artificial intelligence escapes her spaceship to turn into a female ghost and challenges two Blade Runners to a galactic chase. I didn't get the Blade Runner very much in that. Um, yeah. That, no, no. I, I think whoever wrote that tagline also didn't understand the movie. There's <laughs> this, uh... Man, I'm really dating myself. There's an old, uh... Michael Swaim used to do a thing called Cracked TV on the Cracked oh, website. Oh, yeah. And, and there's it. There's a thing that's like the writer's room for a children's show called Booba. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what the show even is while they're writing it. And one guy, <laughs> one guy just goes, uh, so wait, the guys, the things, those are the Boobas? Yeah. How long have you been here? I created the show! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite crack TV segment ever is when one of them, one dude is showing his friend Star Wars for the first time because he just never watched it. And his friend recounts it. Boba by the foot. 
and just like <laughs> reduces it to like the most nonsensical version that the plot could be. And it just like destroys his friend slowly over time. <laughs> and then you get that well, weird incestuous family ending again. Like, what is it? What is it with that? <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Boba feet. <laughs> Boba feet. <laughs> Oh, rip crack TV. But yeah. Uh, okay, blood machines. Um, I mean, like if I saw this in the fucking theaters, I'd be beside myself. Oh yeah, and this would be like a trip in the theaters. If you put the, this, the, oh, damn. if you put this as like a double feature opening for Mandy, hell yeah. Mm. Oh, that would be so sick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, that, it is horror night. It's a visual feast for the eyes. And it is the soundtrack, of course, is rocking and um, it's cool. The set design is awesome. The art direction is fantastic. Explaining uh, the plot. There's a lot of naked ladies. <laughs> there's a lot of naked ladies. There is. And, and this is the confusing thing, because the upside down cross and the weird um, kind of like penta uh, hexagon pentagram symbol you keep seeing, those are incorporated in carpenter brutes um logos and trademarks so yeah it's more just him putting his stamp on it it could yeah. mean something else i don't know but i know that about him so i think it's just set dressing i think i think in your feminist sci-fi movie it's a weird message to put your branding on women's genitals <laughs> yeah and <sighs> And like having an upside down cross, haha, cool, edgy metal. But then, um, old man Lago, like crosses himself when he sees a ship's AI erupt out of a ship and get straddled by another woman, and then calls it a miracle. So the religious connotation is also very confused because that just disappears at some point, um, and he dies. And I, I, I think I said, like, is that the death of superstition or something? Because religion historically. Oh, yeah. No, he comes back. God damn it. Um, I mean, he dies and gets reborn, arguably. Wait, that just yeah. confuses the message further. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, I feel like I have to talk about After Blue now. Before we even get okay. into this film. Uh, so after Blue, because I, again, I'm just on a subconscious level attracted to weird French sci-fi movies. Uh, I, I put on After Blue because it just had a, it had a weird ass thumbnail. And I was like, that looks cool. Fuck it. I'll put it on. And Paprika was with me when we were watching this. After Blue is a very French film. Filmed, like spoken in French. So it was subtitled. About. Women who, no, wait, about a colony ship that landed on a planet called after, they called it After Blue. All the men died because the atmosphere made their hairs grow inward and it suffocated their organs. So all the men are gone. So it's just women. And the women have guns that they name after fashion labels like Gucci and Prada. And so their guns are called okay. Gucci and Prada. That's a thing. Um, Quick timeout. Yeah. Quick timeout. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is going to be another fucking goddamn it. 
This is going to be another movie I have to go watch on my own and get trashed and record my own review of, isn't it? Dude, I... Okay, no. This is... After Blue is a good movie? It's not a bad movie. <laughs> it's a very confusing movie that every time I try to explain it to people, I just stumble over my words because it defies explanation. But no, Above the Shadows is a bad movie. Like, don't watch Above the Shadows. After Blue is French art house up to 11 because the plot is um, one woman went like crazy and just like went against the status quo. So they buried her ass in sand and then a bunch of women are like getting drunk on the beach and accidentally dig her up and set her free. And then two of them get killed. And so the one that survived, the whole community's like, well, you got to go fix this. And she's like, I'm going to do that. And so her mom has to go with her. So they have this weird um, travel throughout this strange alien planet, which looks really fucking cool. The set design is great. Uh, common theme with this bullshit. Um, and then they go and she's like being seduced by the, 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 the estranged woman. And they meet up with these artists slash hermits who also have guns named after Italian purse companies. And uh, and it doesn't work out. And they go back and she kills everybody. And that's the movie. And it's really weird. And it defies explanation. So if you marry that with Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage, you kind of get blood machines. And that's the most I can say about this movie coherently because the rest of it is a lot of French titties emblazoned with upside down crosses and synth wave. Yeah. <laughs> so are you ready to convert to the religion of the giant naked space? Lady? 100%. I'm, I think I'm there too. Without question. Um, okay. Having that context, um, what happens in this fucking film? We have two, our, 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 arguably our first protags, uh, Vaskin, the young misogynist, and Lago, the old mechanic who's about to die from a heart attack. Vaskin's the antagonist. He, he, oh, okay, we don't know that at first, though. Like, we, we enter in uh, with them, and then they are, they're answering like a, not a distress signal, they're just like going, to, like they're, they're, they're recovering something, recovering a ship that crash landed, crash landed on a planet, and they go and they land, and they see a bunch of people and they're like, oh no, scavengers. The scavengers turn out to be a bunch of women in robes who are not actually scavengers. They crash landed with the ship and are begging Vascan and Lago to help them. And oh, we have to back up though, because Vascan and Lago's ship has their own AI called Tracy, who is uh, yes. a very cool prop. The prop made around Tracy is actually really interesting and I like it. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, um, it, it's it's a it's a woman in the center of the ship, like a, like a gilded version of that. And um, her head doesn't move. The top of her head moves for her, where her eyes are. There is literally one special effect in this movie that, in my opinion, doesn't work. Which one? Um, and it happens. It happens right at the beginning. And it had me a little worried. Mm. Uh, when Vaskin grabs the gun and attaches it to the magnet oh, thing on yeah. his back, it looked really cheesy. Yeah, that that was very just. That's like yeah, that's like the one glaring problem of just like a, a special effects. That that was weird, and they, and they and they really like focused on it too. 
Like they they stopped all the action yeah. for that. That was strange. They real they really thought they were doing something there. Which is funny because that gun when it fired, we were like, "Oh fuck me, <laughs> that's one hell of a gun!" Yeah. Damn. The the penis metaphor gun. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so they crash land, and Tracy's like, "Not sorry, don't crash land. They just land at a crashed ship, and Tracy's malfunctioning, and we don't know why." So Vaskin goes off and's like, "Fuck you, I'm I'm cool. I'm gonna get my gun, and I'm going down." And so he goes down to the planet and struggles to breathe. That comes back later. Um. Uh, he can breathe, but like there's like, yeah, no, there's there, there's just like a, gr- a very gross like scent in the air. Oh yeah, he says it smells like a corpse it. because the ship that and crash landed is like dying because it's a living thing essentially. So he gets off and like immediately barfs, but after that is fine. Yeah, um, the scavengers are basically saying the ship we can save the ship. It's alive. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And shoots it a few times and essentially finishes it off and then the women cultists uh, um start trying to take apart tracy's ship and then th- when the, sh- the other ship dies the mima wait is the mima the crash ship or, or their ship i think Mima's the crash okay so mima yeah mima dies ostensibly and they go okay well prepare the ceremony which involves pouring uh, rocket fuel or oil or something. And we were like, oh, okay, so you're just going to light it on fire. That, that That's okay. And then Corey, our protagonist, drinks a bunch of it and induces herself into like a weird drug-filled stupor. And then another one of the cultists has a staff and summons something and then the AI, which is a naked woman, comes out of Mima. And then Corey straddles it. And France. And France happens. And um I already know how I'm gonna edit this episode. <laughs> and then um <laughs> And then corporate calls and is like, Lago, what the fuck is happening? And Lago's like shedding tears of French existential dread because he's just seen a miracle. Um and he's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'm barely in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, um, I wanted to go back to the gun. Sure. Because <laughs> he, he fires the gun at the dying ship. And he fires it at the women a few times as well. Yes. Uh, and it, like, shoots like a pillar of laser that stays there for a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a cool effect. Um, but he also can't hit anything. And it it almost feels like he's not trying to hit them because he doesn't want to, like, kill anyone. He just wants to, like, do... He just wants to, like, get the ship and go. But I don't know about that. Maybe he just has Stormtrooper aim. I don't know. Uh, he, It works real hard to establish he's a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Um, and it blatantly. Like, the dude has no redeeming qualities. Um, so, yeah, saw the miracle. The AI just goes off into space. There's a naked woman floating in space, and they follow it. That's the short of that. But, uh, Corey... I don't know, the rest of the coven, like, fucks off. Corey kind of gets herself abducted on purpose. So, she's with Vaskin and Lago. They have to go... This is all... Yeah. And this is all happening in montage? Yeah. 
So we're seeing moments of this and then naked lady in space. Uh, moments of this egregious shot of naked lady in space. Mm-hmm. Um, the the butt shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe maybe the funniest thing in the that movie. That might be the spider room moment is the butt shot. But yeah, yeah, there's just you get a kind of over the top shot of the AI and her butt is framed in front of a giant like nebula or wormhole or something it's just it's just it's gratuitous it's it's so fucking sexual but this is this is very french they adore the female form like no one's business yeah it's a it's more like a no hang-ups thing than a yeah 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 incredibly sexual we're just being we're just being weird and american about it (laughs) so they have to. F- that's the end of episode one. Episode two, they're following the entity. They they go into the warp, and I'm going to call it the warp because it just looks like 40k. Like it's the 40k. The warp is the space in between real space, and it's purple and it's weird, and it looks exactly like this, like exactly like this. And there's even like graveyards in the warp of ships that don't make it out. Um, and they get conglomerated into other ships and it's called a space Hulk. It's a fucking space Hulk. That's what I'm going to call it, but they're going through all of this stuff. And, uh, Lago says, it looks like a cemetery. And Vaskin says, no, it looks like a dump. Don't you mean? And no, it's a fucking cemetery because it's a bunch of ships and ships have AI (laughs) and AI are apparently really hot women. Go figure. Oh, like, because the ships are she. Is that what that's from? Yeah. Okay. No, that makes more sense. Uh, maybe. Maybe? Because uh, that's like a sailor superstition. Ships are always called yeah. she. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Again, confusing that feminist uh, angle. France. France. <laughs> Chalk it up to France. So uh, they go through... Um, Tracy's like acting a little bit more coherent at this point. Um, they land on the Space Hulk where the entity, the, the, the AI has gone to and corporate keeps calling being like, hurry the fuck up. Time's money. And they land. And I don't actually remember where episode two ends. Where does episode two end? Um... Uh, they get on. They get on the thing before the end of episode. Two. Yeah, they lower the like the uh, docking, um, the 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 docking runway. Uh, he lands on the thing, and it's clearly he's just trying to impress everyone. Yes, because there's a lady there, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, male inadequacy joke. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> um. They get lower onto the thing. Uh, they figure out the air is breathable again. <laughs> yeah, and he throws up again. Uh, they go on there. They find uh, naked space lady that they've been following. Crouched in a corner in a room emblazoned emblazoned with Carpenter Brute symbol. Where does the second episode I don't end? remember. Because the second and the third one really like kind of blend together. Because they essentially take place in the same spot for most of it does it does it yeah it ends uh, it ends with his quote-unquote death right i think maybe (laughs) 
whatever. Point is, um, so uh, Vaskin's like trying to call the shots and then basically gets led into a trap in this room. He can't escape. The uh, entrance and exits are just portals of the same room. And Corey, who's been leading him there, uh, reveals that like she's really in charge and seduces him slowly, gets him to drop his weapon, which can't even fucking fire in the room they're in, and then shoots him through the chest and then takes out um, his organs and drinks from the blood, calling back to the yeah, oil. Uh, well, specifically, she kisses him and then starts to get on her knees. Yes. Because France. Because France. And uh, uh, while she's down there, grabs the gun that was not functioning and then just blasts a hole straight through, straight through him. Yeah. Uh... Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then pu- pulls out his organs and drinks from his organs. And the next thing we know, uh, uh, Guy who's not Vaskin. Lago. Lago. Lago's on the ship, and the AI is like, hey, Vaskin's coming back. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's cool. And don't worry about it. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, we skipped over uh, Lago. Mm. Uh, seeing Vaskin's like, life signature being gone. Yeah. Asks uh, for the elevator to come down, and uh, the ship, Tracy, does not comply. Um, and when he does, when she does, he freaking hand axe and raises it to like smash the machinery and she says you you've never raised a hand to me before Mm -hmm. um and i find it very funny that a mechanic is like i gotta open up a uh, a stuck elevator door i'll get this hatchet that's the best tool for the job yeah (laughs) yeah literally like nothing futury about it it's a fucking hand axe Mm -hmm. he does smash it on the ground tracy does not like that um and at this point, she mentions, like, Vaskin is coming back. Yeah. He, he's got a big fuck-off hole in his chest. <laughs> I think Lago straight up, this just get this... <laughs> is this what just gives him the heart attack? Yeah, uh, and he had one before, and, like, uh, when they were on the planet and had to, like, jumpstart his heart with a weird tube-like... Um, what do you call those? Um, the paddles, whatever they're called. And... Oh, defibrillator. Defibrillator, thank you. And uh, so we know he has heart problems. And then this, like this time, like there's no one to help him. He can't do it himself. Uh, Tracy's straight up not complying with anything. So he just dies. Vaskin yeah. gets contacted by corporate again. And corporate's like, what's happening? Vaskin says, clearly, clearly being um, uh, possessed and puppeted by Corey and the AI saying, hey, uh, the entity's here. It's a problem. You need to send all the help you can. And corporate says, well, how do I know you're not corrupted? And why, why would I do that? I need like everyone would agree to like send an armada over there. What are you talking about? How do I know you haven't been compromised? Vaston says, oh, I have. But right now I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm totally like, uh, I'm cogent, but I don't know when they're going to possess me again. So here's the coordinates Tracy's giving you. Please hurry. And that convinces them. And then Vaskin blows his brains out. And then Vaskin shoots himself, yeah. Um, But it was all, of course, a ploy. uh, A giant ship arrives from corporate. And it's at this point that Corey summons all the AIs from the ship graveyard that they're in. Which, I will remind you, 
is a bunch of naked women and yep. summons them to her, her 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 room and then throws them to the ground, which is really unceremonious, uh, and proceeds to puppet them by tapping into the wreckage of the ships that they were the AIs of and throws them at the the big ship that just showed up. And it's very... She's using them. Like, none of them really... I don't even think they know what's going on. And they're not acting of their own accord. So, again, that's kind of strange. It's also it's also very much choreographed like a ballet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, hey, we can throw... We can throw Sus uh, Suspiria in there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, um, and so she fends off the ship. And then there's a lot of imagery of... I think the ship gets taken over. Oh, the Mima shows up again. Because um, it, it actually... Like, they put Vaskin's body on Mima. Or what, like, looked like Vaskin's body on Mima. And, like, it crashes into... Yeah. Lago's ship, Tracy's ship, uh, to like stop them from doing anything because he can't power up the, uh, uh, the 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 turrets or whatever to stop them, and then everything gets kind of absorbed and turned into a gigantic naked space goddess. Yeah, there's a giant naked space lady. Um, uh, if you would like to. Uh, convert to the Church of Naked Space Lady. Step one, watch Blood Machines. Yeah. <laughs> Step two, uh, get with Abysme and I. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, well, we have some we have some literature. Got some pamphlets. <laughs> uh, I, I have a, yeah. I have a PayPal link you can send money to. It's gonna yeah. be good. Uh, and um, at the very end, we go into the center of the woman, the the giant space goddess's chest, and uh, Vaskin is there kind of like in a, a hellish limbo and is there trapped forever for his sins against the giant space goddess. Lago, we can assume is fine. L Lago gets like resurrected. Um, but in a, like, oh, oh yeah. So Tracy, which has been this mechanical, like sarcophagus, uh, um, a woman who is the AI of Tracy oh, yeah. comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and her, uh, the design, this is probably important to mention. Probably. The design of Tracy looks like a pregnant. Yes. Woman. Absolutely. So when when like AI Tracy is birthed, like the front of her opens up and it's she's like literally born. It's like it's almost like an inverse of how GLaDOS is portrayed in Portal because GLaDOS is Kinda. up on like the ceiling and suspended down and like this kind of almost bondage aspect. And Tracy is on the ground, <laughs> very motherly, very pregnant. It's interesting. Um. Uh, yeah. And then the credits roll. And then there's the credits. So I'm not entirely sure what this movie wanted to say other than patriarchy bad, which yes. But yeah, yeah, the message absolutely. is is still very confused. Um cuz there's like a few women with agency, but most of them do not have agency. And they are then controlled yeah, by a and woman and I don't know what to think about that. It it is yeah, it does muddle its message a little bit there. Um, I might have to watch this with Paprika to be like, what'd you get out of this? Because I don't know if this was meant for me. 
like parts of it obviously were, but uh, I don't know. So what was that movie you were talking about? After Blue. So we've got After Blue. Um, you can argue maybe like Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Suspiria. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy, definitely. The color choices between this and Mandy are very, very similar. So if you if you if you liked Mandy, you will like this movie. A miniseries, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Uh, it's not long. I mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen that one movie you were talking about, but like everything else in that sounds like it would be awesome. It's I mean like together. And it is. Um I I think this was visually like really Oh great. no, it's great. And and visually speaking, after blue, which is it happens on a planet, it's not in space, but it's very practical set oriented. There's just such rich set design and use of color. It's a very pretty movie. The plot escapes me to this day. It's incredibly French. And it was made by someone who basically said, like, I don't know, I just felt this shit through. I didn't really care about cohesion. So that is a thing. And I've seen reviews of this of people just going like, I don't get it. And it's weird. Um, And it is weird. And I don't get it. But it's interesting. And I'm not going to say go watch After Blue unless you really really can set aside enough time for the runtime to focus because you can't like just put this on you really can't um but uh blood machines is much more accessible as confused as we were trying to explain it and you know even knowing the plot really doesn't really take anything away from watching this movie i would say just go watch it because the plot is rather wafer thin just like Mandy, but Mandy's just fun to watch. Just a visual feast. It's a feast of the senses. So, so Paprika has expressed a dislike of Fury Road for its portrayal of women. And her and I huh. discuss this a lot because in, in, in her mind, maybe I should have her on to talk about this, but I'll, I'll be very, very brief. It's basically just getting a bunch of pretty women up on screen to objectify them. That's kind of her stance on it. I may be slightly wrong on that. And in my explanation, it's, well, that's exactly why they're there. They are kept because they are the prettiest and you would want to breed the prettiest women to make the best offspring. And she's more coming from it from a kind of a, a sociological standpoint of, we have yet another film with a bunch of pretty women. And I don't think there's an answer to that discussion, but yeah, it does make me think sure. about this one, which is hey, there's some like uh, older women, I guess in the beginning, but then the rest of it is just hot French models. Is that not yep. objectification despite it having a feminist message? I, I, I honestly, I don't know. think it's more Maybe it's more of a thing of like a difference of how the 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 female body is viewed over there. Yeah, and um, after having watched After Blue, like the French just do have an absolute adoration of the female form, like and in a way that is not exploitative or like our weird Puritan view of it, where we do exploit it, but we also shun it at this in the same breath. Yeah. 
exploitative and not even sometimes not even necessarily sexual, mm-hmm. like the same way you'd look at a piece of art. And it, but again, that is the definition of objectification, isn't it? And maybe they're okay with that uh, kind of paradoxical dichotomy, and we're not. And maybe that's the key. Maybe we just crack the code of eh, just get over it and whatever. Stop, stop, stop being weird about it, dude. Um, maybe that is. I don't know. Uh, I'm very sorry, everyone, for subjecting us all to a weird French film again. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> and Deerskin absolutely I mean, meant cool. to. <laughs> Deerskin's still great. Oh. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to make friends watch it with me very Yay. soon. Um, I would love to hear the reactions. But uh, yeah. We have to make a drink for this movie. Well, we gave our spider room moment, which I think is unanimously the space butt. Uh, space butt's a good spider room moment. Um, uh, a sub nomination to the moment where they just do the walking through a door gag, <laughs> where yeah. like they this this weird surreal sci fi naked lady movie takes like a break to do like a Looney Tunes. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where like. Uh, Vaskin walks through a door and just comes out the other side. You know what? That's another portal reference. So I wonder. Hey, it is. I wonder. Maybe. Um, okay. So when I think France and alcohol, I think chartreuse. I think Grand Marnier. Absinthe. And oh man. Uh, creme, creme de menthe. Well, blood <laughs> machines. It's hard not to think of grenadine. Yeah, I think grenadine has to be a part of um, this. Okay, you know. Okay, okay. so um, I, I think I think the objective of this drink has to be its visual appeal. The taste is secondary. Ideally, that should be good as well. But it's kind of like doing a brain hemorrhage. The brain hemorrhage does not taste good, but the coagulation that happens in it, the curdling—that's the point. It just looks funny. So maybe that should be the focus. To me, chartreuse is kind of the... It's the Frenchest liqueur. Yeah. Um, And it's got a weird herbal taste to it that I think... Mm-hmm. I think the weird... The bringing the weirdness of that flavor to the cocktail is... Absolutely. Uh, um, a good start. And by the way, chartreuse is um, 55% ABV. Like, chartreuse don't fuck around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if there is a way, I'd need every, all the ingredients in front of me to get there. But like, I wish there was a way I could know we'd end up with Mandy color. <laughs> okay, well, deep reds, no, crimson reds, kind of deep purples. Um, but like magenta, like the magenta and fuchsia. Yeah, and then like kind of, and, and then illuminated by like firelight. That's so much of Mandy. Um, or just like, you know, yeah. like a, a very central source of lighting. Okay, chartreuse for sure. And I think we have to put grenadine on there at least. Doesn't have to be a a large uh ratio. If we can make this alcoholic enough, you can light it on fire, but I think we're already mixing too much <laughs> where you can't do that. Like it's not like Sambuca. I think if you threw absinthe in this, mm-hmm. it would just kill somebody yeah no okay. especially with how herbal chartreuse is already, oh yeah no. it would taste like ass <laughs> it would <laughs> it would be too much <laughs> yeah that is that is a lot that is, that is a lot to ask of somebody um 
I don't want to throw champagne in there. What else? Nah. What else is French? There's so much that's French. Okay, chartreuse, grenadine. I mean, that together could be the base and then a garnish. That could be it. You could do that as a shot. (laughs) Good. I kind of. mm, Okay, okay. Chartreuse and grenadine. Um, what? Um, like two parts chartreuse, one part grenadine. Like maybe that. Yeah. Okay. So you have your chartreuse. You pour your grenadine in. Do we want? I, I really think this needs a garnish, like a ridiculous one. Follow me along with this harsh, harsh shot I'm about to describe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got chartreuse. Mm-hmm. You float sambuca on top of the shot, so you can actually light okay, it. Okay. 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 But you've but you've rimmed the shot glass with grenadine. Oh my god. Okay. So you've got the green of the chartreuse, which there was there was a lot oh, of green in this ton. movie as well. There's a ton of green. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, you know what? The green was mostly coming from the male side of things, and green is associated with envy. Instead of penis envy, we had Venus envy. Huh. So just shooting um, that out there. I'm probably wrong, but just a thought. So chartreuse, so yeah. green rimmed, float sambuca, light it on fire. Maybe that's it. Because if you light something on fire, it's hard to do a garnish. Yeah, no. Uh, well, we essentially, in this case, have made the grenadine the garnish. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Um, I think that's really strong. And I think you can call that the carpenter shoot. Does Sambuca burn? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, when, I, when I was uh, studying abroad, they would light Sambuca on fire. 100% it does. And if you float, granted, floating it in chartreuse, I don't know if the chemical reaction would um, allow for combustion, but I would, I would like to try. I would like to see what this fucking is, because this is one of those, you know, I have a personal fantasy um, for when we do uh, meet up again. I need to find a bar that is properly stocked with everything that can do your incredible melting lever, because it cannot be that tough to do a cement mixer and a brain hemorrhage. And if we drink that, I don't imagine it's going to be very alcoholic. It's just going to taste weird. And I really want to film my reactions yeah. to that. And this is one of those shots where I'm like, can someone please just make this? I will pay stupid amounts of money. I just need to see it happen. That would be great. So, yeah, I, I think that's the drink. I, yeah, I think that's really cool. This is a very, very, very herbaceous shot. It would um, most people would not take with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it'd be fine. Uh the I think uh the the why can't I brain right now? I think the uh the what what why words rim. Rim. Um <laughs> the what what did we have on the rim? Grenadine. Yeah. Fuck. I think the grenadine on the rim uh, would do a lot uh, a lot of work. Yeah, as far as like getting this into your mouth, <laughs> like I'd be fine with this, but a lot of people this would not be part of their normal palate and would be very opposed yeah. to it. Yep. Um, and what what are we calling it? You had a name. The carpenter shoot, as opposed to the carpenter brute. We could call oh, it the blood yes. machine, Perfect. but like I don't know. This is such carpenter brute's baby. I think that his branding yeah, needs no. to be on it because his branding was all over this fucking film. Yeah, no. 
what you said works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, to the carpenter shoot, and uh, yeah, uh, that's all the stuff we had to do. Um, <sighs> hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, by the way, absolutely go watch this. Yeah, no, it's it's short, it's punchy, it is confusing, but it's fun. Uh, just you know, turn your brain off for a little bit. And then come back and think about it afterwards. But just enjoy the ride, is all I would say. Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. Uh, and if you like naked women, there's, there's lots of them. Yeah. Yes, th- there is that. Um, <laughs> this has been the Jameson Tapes. Thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear, uh, listen to all our other episodes. Listen to our stuff on the Creative Horror Network. Listen to other stuff on the Creative Horror Network. Patreon is going to be a thing by the time this goes up. Donate to the Patreon. See some bonus content. Who knows? Maybe you'll see me uh, <laughs> drunk uh, reviewing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That uh, blue blue movie or whatever. Anyway, after blue, like I would want you to be sober for that movie, but then probably get wasted and then like write your review because. I'm anticipating your messages to me of like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? <laughs> and I'll be like, mm. you got, you got, you got a few of those during above the shadows. <laughs> that was, um, that was very cathartic receiving your messages as you were watching it. At one point you were just like, what the fuck is the moon? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, like there, there was there was a point in the runtime of that movie where I saw how much was left. Yes. And I think I messaged you like, I can't believe there's an hour left of this movie. Seriously, <laughs> like the first third, you're like, okay, where's this go? How much is left? Are you fucking kidding me? What else could they possibly say? And then what they say is bad. It's not good. Um. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs>The Jameson Tapes is hosted and created by Alan Chaney and Abysme. If you have a movie suggestion for the podcast, please leave a comment, message us on the Creative Horror Discord, or tweet at Creative Horror with the hashtag Jameson Tapes. Creative Horror is a network of creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. Please visit us at creativehorror.com.